Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? I am good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, there was um, a lot of Oscar nominations and Last of Us this past Sunday, which I know we'll be talking about both of those things tonight. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to looking forward to doing it. Yeah. You know, you made a mistake today. How did I make a mistake? <laughs> because you have gotten into this habit of any time when we get on the phone, you're like, Sarah, did you watch the trailers? Like, you give me the dad voice. Of like, <laughs> sh- do I need to be disappointed in my child or proud of my child? I don't know. Answer the question honestly. And so you didn't ask me that. And, um, I I remember looking at the rundown and seeing Invincible season two trailer. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, see, the reason why I didn't ask you is because you reacted to you. You retweeted the um, thing I had posted uh, about the about the trailer, which. And, you know, the trailer is like awesome. I mean, as far as just how meta it is. <laughs> I uh, awesome i i i retweet a lot of things i'm on twitter i have happy thumbs okay yeah you do have happy thumbs you're just like mark in that in that trailer because mark was sitting there with alan the alien who uh who they're sitting in the uh, old burger joint that mark used to work at and Mm -hmm. and and it's great because you know they're talking mark's just thumbing through his phone scrolling scrolling and Alan basically talks about basically sort of catches us all up on where they've been. And the reason why I said it's also meta is because in the middle of the trailer, Alan asks Mark, what have you been up to? And Mark breaks, starts saying, well, look, we've been, I've been recording audio and been drafting storyboards. And, you know, he was basically thinking, you know, talking about all the things they've been doing because obviously it's been since like, the two, I guess, 2020. Since um, it's been that, yeah, I guess, or twenty twenty one that 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 that's not that this the, the first season dropped. So it's been a long time. Wow. I mean, it's, yeah, it's been a while, and I I know we covered it uh, and really enjoyed it. I I and, remember watching it. I I honestly might have to watch like previously on <laughs> Invincible yeah, yeah. to remember because it it does feel like. They took a very long break, yeah. Um, in between seasons, and and I and I remember even seeing online like the trailers out, and I saw your tweets, and I retweeted. Okay, let's just call a spade a spade. Just because I retweet things, people doesn't mean I've actually a read <laughs> what I'm retweeting <laughs> or b watched what I'm retweeting. <laughs> okay, I just I go on there. I'm very distracted these days on my Twitter timeline with the yeah. other things. Yeah. And so and so anytime yeah. I happen to see seen a nerd tweet something, I'm like, retweet. Just <laughs> 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 help, uh, help it out. Get into how the sausage is made, y'all. But uh yeah, but it's a great trailer. But the cool thing about it, they um yeah, it's very like I said, it's very meta. So when you do watch it, or whatever you watch us there. Spoiler alert for you, because I'm sure folks who are listening to us have probably seen it already. But uh, I know what I'm talking about. But uh, it's it's a it's an awesome trailer. I forgot. So I know when I was watching it, I was like, who voices Alex? That voice is so distinctive, and it's, it's I forgot it was Seth Rogen, oh, um, and yeah. uh, and who was also one of the producers of the show. And um, when and does, uh, when does it come back? Late 2023, and that's verbatim from the trailer. <laughs> so it's gonna be December thirty. Yeah, they'll come after the boys, you know. <laughs> whenever that, yeah, whenever that drops. But yeah, late twenty twenty three, and they're um, they're filming seasons two and three back to back because when Amazon renewed it, they renewed it for two seasons. Well, hopefully it won't be until twenty twenty six when we see that third season. So yeah, yeah shorter. The they're going at the rate they're going. Um. <laughs> Talking about things returning, 
Um, it has been confirmed that Cobra Kai, um, we're going to get Cobra Kai season six, and it is going to be its final season, which is a shocker not to me because they clearly have run out of storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's time. Uh, it's time. I, it's time. I mean, you know, we we uh, to our credit, we were on the Cobra Kai train way back in the YouTube days yes. when it was released uh, season one and two on YouTube. So uh, we, you know, we were, we were like the rest. A lot of the fans who like just found it when it went to Netflix in that third season. So, uh, but yeah, seeing how the storyline has gone, and and I know we. I know even this the fifth season we were delayed in talking about it because um there were like priorities. Yeah, priorities. just this little thing called House of the Dragon on the <laughs> and uh that premiere at the same time. And or but um shows. Yeah, just those shows. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but but like to your point, you're you're sitting here, those late people, if I recall correctly, Will. I think I watched it before you did, and then I had to convince you to watch it. You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Yeah. You're the OG uh, Cobra Kai wife. And yet I still. For sure. And yet I still hate Sam. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Let's make a sense. It won't go away. I just don't like her. I think she's a horribly written character. (laughs) You have been consistent from day one with that. (laughs) Yep. Very consistent. And um, so on. On that news, it was it was interesting when the news about Doom Patrol kind of came out, which it's not really news because they haven't confirmed it. But um, from what I understand, it's it's looking as though the fifth season um, might not happen or or will be its final season. Which which of those scenarios Oh, the way Diane Guerrero, so just to give folks context, so Diane Guerrero, who plays Crazy Jane, uh, posted on our Instagram story mm-hmm. uh, a photo that said, goodbye, my beloved. Mm-hmm. And it was her character. And so she quickly deleted it. But, of course, everything is forever on the Internet. So um, someone screen grabbed it and the story is now question is now like you said which is it is it she does she get word that for season four is is it and you know and maybe that you know she was posting that just to express her uh, sadness that uh that the show's coming to an end and or or like you said it could be the other scenario where They'll get a fifth season renewal, but it's a fifth and final. So, well, I guess we'll. Or if he's just trolling. <laughs> nah, I don't think. Nah, I don't think it was trolling. <laughs> or, or yeah. like maybe she's not going to be in any future seasons. But um, I personally, so I I love Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol, yeah. um, even though it's kind of fallen off a bit. I I still have a love of these characters. Um, that being said, if you were to tell me for the four B will be the last of it, I'll be like, okay. Yeah. It 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 feels as though because every time we talk Doom Patrol for the last few seasons, we've been very consistent that a lot of it's recycled. Yeah. Um, and not in a good way. In a kind of, okay, you're losing with every load that gets washed or you are um, losing the magic that made this story so compelling initially. Um, so, and and I think where the characters are right now, they could do a really good job with a send-off based on everything going on with Immortus and the realization of their own immortality and and them being doom patrol um i i think that it could be a good ending mm-hmm. adding another season then i'll just be curious okay so how are you stretching it but yep. but yeah it's you know i whether it's this season or next season i think i don't think it should go beyond a season 5 i really don't yep. um unless they want to do what we all wanted 
like two seasons ago, which would be um, Cliff and Stone. Yep. We we did want that show at one point. So yeah. if you're going to yeah. tell me that would be season five, yay. <laughs> yay, yeah. Stone and Steel would be a great, that would be an awesome uh spinoff for sure <laughs> oh my god my god and yeah. i mean brendan fraser just um he did get nominated for the oscar i saw that yep i i saw like i, I saw a lot of the known things um I'm, i'll be very curious with if it's going to be him or austin butler who wins um Everybody should watch Switched at Birth, just saying, even though he's only in like two seasons, but I saw Austin Butler a long time ago. Anyway, um, what was I going to say about the Oscar nominations? Oh, speaking about calling things, Will, I was thinking about this. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the when we, when we discussed the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer, did I or did I not say, give her the Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, give her the Oscar. She's going to win. I'm pretty sure you did. I'm She's going to win. Me and yeah. everyone else. Because yeah. They, yeah. The, the, this is the submission for the Oscar scene was in the trailer. Yeah. That's all you needed to see and be like, give her yeah. the Oscar. And this just brings me back to one of my gripes about the movie. It should have been her that Shuri sees in the afterlife. I'm just, I'm just saying, you have a performance like that. You just want more of it. You want yeah. more of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're right. I mean, well, I mean, she, she carries that film clearly. And, so good. <laughs> yeah, and her, you know, it was like, it's almost too bad that. The, I mean, the, the film wasn't bad, you know, but, you know, but clearly it wasn't like, it wasn't like the first Black Panther. Um, now that I've had some time to think about it, I mean, I like, I like Wakanda Forever, but, you know, obviously the first one, they get nominated for the best picture. Um, and it was like, it's too bad her performance was not in that best picture nominated nomination as well. But that being said, given that she, she did have this performance and it, you know, and, and this is her second nomination and a lot of people forget that, she, you know, yes, she was nominated for what love, what's love got to do with it, but she did not win. So right. her, she, she's due. She's due. Yeah. I mean, when you I, look at the other, I mean, I know the other people in the category, I mean, it's, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, who's also due. Um, you know, Stephanie Shu and everything, but everyone all at once. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that idea of like people getting it for a career. Mm. I think if you in a, deliver an incredible performance, yeah. then, then it should go to that person. Like yeah. anytime you talk about snubs at Oscars, it's because somebody got it because of their career and not because they had the best performance that year. Right. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, and I'm not saying it's it, it like politics a, of it all, and yeah, yeah. they being majority white old men who vote. But yeah, <laughs> Even yeah kind of I, I just, I just think that me having watched probably two percent of the films that are nominated, I think, I think I'm rooting for her, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I think everything, everywhere, all at once is gonna just slaughter all the categories they they are in um and i i i'm at a toss like this is one of the few times where i'm like give it to brendan give it to austin either one either mm -hmm. one but but i will be shocked if it goes to neither right. um, see i'm thinking it's probably gonna go to colin farrell because everybody keeps talking about the banshees okay the banshees sucked <laughs> i watched <laughs> 10 minutes of that movie yeah. Boring as fuck. And mm -hmm. everyone who watches Elvis comes out of that movie and says Austin Butler carries that movie and it is uncanny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's 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 on screen with Tom Hanks. So it's pretty hard for for someone to outshine like such a beloved um actor. And then and then at the same time, yeah. like we all have heard about this performance in The Whale. 
So we've heard about it since I think it was Sundance where it got one of those long ass standing ovations. Um, so, yeah. and, and he's like, sometimes Oscars to go back to my point about giving Oscars for the career, as opposed to great performance, sometimes Oscars, just like that headline of a comeback story. Mm-hmm. And so they'll yeah. give it just to have those headlines. So I don't know. Um, and and maybe you're right. Maybe they'll just give it to Colin Colin Farrell because they want somebody to get snub. Who knows? But yeah, I I just I'm trying to think. But those are all the things I know about the Oscars this year. Because remember, as of 2020, I stopped believing in the Oscars. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. Um, the only thing I, I would add, obviously, Michelle Yeoh was nominated for uh actress in the leading role of course yep. i guess and and you know i think it, it as far as the momentum it seems after she she seems to have it so yeah but i know yeah i mean i know a lot of folks are really uh high on kate blanchett for tar but I, that's one i haven't seen yet so i can't compare the two but um i know you i know you had talked about michelle williams uh of the fablemans when we did our best of uh 2022 oh, and, and so. yeah and how yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, it, that rings in me your discussion about every time i hear the fablemans i immediately think of you <laughs> i like 40 percent of that movie is good and then 60 percent is not and one yeah. of the things that irritated me was her performance and I I love Michelle Williams. I'm a yeah. I'm an old school fan of Dawson's Creek. Like love Michelle Williams. She should have gotten it for um what is that movie with Casey Affleck? And Casey Affleck did win for it. Um oh, and, oh yeah, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It, it's a sad movie that I've only ever seen one time. Never gonna watch it again. Um, it's really depressing. But if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. She should have gotten it for that, and she wasn't even in that movie for that long. Um, mm. But I don't think I honestly, like you were saying, it's really bet- between um, Michelle Yao and um, Kate Blanchett, and and I think everyone else is just nominated because they needed to nominate five people. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and I know that. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, and then as far as like as far as genre, uh, the Batman, you know, as far as things that we talk about here on this show regularly, it got. <laughs> huh? No, I did hear about the Batman nomination. Yeah, the Batman got I... three. Yeah, yeah. Um, all all technical stuff as far as sound and hair and makeup and um, visual not effects. cinematography. I know. Not- photography and that was one of the best points of that film mm. i mean yeah. it was shot beautiful i mean it was shot i mean it was dark but it was you know i guess maybe that's what helped that's what probably kept it from kidding maybe <laughs> People I, have, it's just too dark <laughs> i can't really see yeah i yeah. I, I remember very little from that movie. <laughs> I don't know why. It was I mean, so dark. It's literally a dark spot in my memory. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It as as time has progressed, I mean, it, it and other things because I did like I did watch, for example, everything everywhere all at once, and and Top Gun Maverick, which both were nominated for Best Picture, and uh, you know, I you know, and even like when we did our countdown last year at the end of the year as far as films you know i did go with maverick just just slightly and i'm sticking with, i'm sticking with that i actually am so oh i have no doubt i don't think yeah. you're gonna change your mind i don't think i'm gonna watch any more movies from last year i am curious about the well now though because i mean that's one of those ones that you know heard you know, a lot about Brendan Fraser's performance and and also uh, I may check that one out. Oh yeah, the the whale is on my list of when I see it um yeah. become available for hopefully free on one of the subscriptions I have. Mm-hmm. I will definitely watch it. Um but but yeah, I I just I don't I don't 
we we already go out of our way to watch these movies in theaters because we don't want to get spoiled. So on movies that are much lower budget, I'm like, I'm not going to get spoiled. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go out of my way, spend money, um, take time. But but yeah, I I do I am curious about um, that movie and a few others. But yeah, we'll see. same here. Yep, same, same. All right. So let that takes us, brings us to the main event of this podcast right now, which is us talking about The Last of Us season one on HBO Max. And I was surprised by this episode because I was not expecting it to start with a flashback. Mm. And from what I understand, and what I've heard is that the next episode will have the flashbacks. So now I'm very curious if they're going to continue that structure throughout mm-hmm. the entire season or if they're going to continue it long enough and then we're going to be caught off guard when suddenly it's maybe a flash forward or or it's not um, a flashback. So... So I'm 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 just curious of how long we're gonna go with the flashbacks. Um, that being said, <laughs> I I don't I don't mean to like I kind of get a little joy out of starting with negatives. I don't know why. I was very bored by this flashback. Really? <laughs> I was I was huh. okay because I'm here to watch Joel and Ellie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like oh man. We get it. People got infected. <laughs> I don't get. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, and I've I've heard things, I've seen things that say, oh, like this just confirms of why Ellie's or Sarah and Joel didn't get infected because the it started at a flower plant uh, plant, and in the first episode they didn't eat the baked goods and all of that. Yeah. But I I get it. It's cool. It's awesome. In the moment, me watching it, I was like, okay, they're really dragging this out. <laughs> See, I had the exact opposite reaction. Oh, I knew I, you would. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Would. I just, um, like, yeah. I, for, for whatever reason, and it's nothing about the performances. Yeah. Um, it's just for, I was really, I, I just wanted to get back to Ellie and Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, with the the way it started, the cold open again, and I think that it was just all the settings. Like, because I was like taking as I was watching episodes, I was like taking notes about it. Like, one of the things I saw in the hospital, whenever they took the uh, SARS. the SARS, yeah, I yep. mean, just those those you know because it it contextualized the time period where we're at, and also. You know, in, in in real in real life, Asia was really dealing with the SARS epidemic at that time. Right. So and so it it so with that, and then you come across this fungus, and and of course, and you know they go in the lab, and and it, and you and you carry forward the things we that they had from the first episode. And I, and I remember the showrunners talking about that on their podcast, um, how there are things that are were introduced in the first episode that will show themselves over the series. I, I like that because I, it was that connectivity to to the story. So, um, so that for me, seeing that open, um, and then the and, and like you said, the performance of whenever she and the general are sitting there and and both of them know you know both of them trying to reassure each other in some sense but and also both of them afraid of each other because again knowing indonesia and it was just coming out of a very tumultuous period anyway with uh with their governance neither one of them trusting trust one another because if the you know she sees the military guy coming oh god they're gonna take me away to take me away and, and if he's coming to her, he's just like, you know, we 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 have this super bug that could kill us all. So, um, well, they don't. They didn't even know what they had. She or they didn't know what they had. Like, but he knew. But he knew it was. But the thing is, he knew it was something that was so. He knew it was bad, but he, he asked bad. for a cure. 
He asked yeah. for a cure and immune. And that's when she looks at him as like, dude, there is none. Bomb yeah. the city. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we finally got to the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I know. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the alternative, I guess the alternative they were toying around with was, I guess, giving Tess's background as far as an open. Well, I see, and and I I listened to the podcast after the show as well, and um, actually only two hours ago, and they talked a little bit about Tess's background. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad that we didn't get a Tess flashback. I agree um, because. The road, me in my crystal ball of somewhat knowing what's going to happen, that could become so tropey if they continue that. So I I kind of am glad we didn't. She Mm -hmm. didn't need it. Um, The performance itself was very nuanced to where um, I think it would have undermined the performance. So Mm -hmm. if they were going to start with a flashback, I'm glad that they chose this one. It's just during it, I was kind of like, okay, can I hit fast forward for me? <laughs> and I know, I know I'm in the minority on this, but you guys love it when I'm in the minority on oh, this. Oh, that's, 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 I have that's, to. Yeah, this, this is why we do this because. I have to. Yeah. And then I have to make yeah. fun of Will for liking everything. <laughs> yeah. And I just feel, I just have to like, just, you know, do the face palm. I'm like, yep, there she goes making fun of me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But, yeah, but no, but I mean, hell, if we agreed on everything, then it would be a very boring time. So yeah, yeah. Um, and so after that, we do get to um, present day and morning, and um, Tess and Joel trying to figure out what they were going to do with this quote unquote infected kid. Um, and I mean. Bella Ramsey is just kicking this her performance out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just I like to clarify, I've never actually played the game, but I've I've watched the cutscenes, I've heard the voice, I've heard the I've I've seen people play the game multiple times. Um it is uncanny mm-hmm. how how she is not doing an impression of Ashley Johnson. But they are eerily similar. Um, and and I keep thinking about it. And I thought about it while I was watching um, this episode. It's, it's why I like her performance so much. And it's not that I don't think that, that they captured it as well in the game. I think by having this be a TV adaptation the 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 fear in Ellie being a child mm-hmm. is more viewed and more performed on screen than it is in the game. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because yeah. I think that um, a lot of t- if, for me on the outskirt, Ellie can come off as a very trope character. Like we've seen, we've watched enough movies, TV shows to know like the badass kid who's an orphan, and and nine times out of town grows up to be a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, orphans become superheroes, um, mm-hmm. and they take no shit and all this stuff, and and she doesn't. So at the same time, in one instance, she's saying like like in response to Joel, no, you're a weird kid. Um, great line, great delivery, delivery. But in the other instance, it's like, so plan B is we all die. Yeah, I don't want that one. Like, and there's these moments of eye contact between her and Joel throughout this episode and last episode where suddenly she's the kid. Mm-hmm. Like, like they, they're walking a very fine line um, and, and they're executing it perfectly like with with Bella's performance and with Pedro's um performance as well because he's he's in that same boat his yeah. character can also come off as very stereotypical but there's these nuances and these subtleties where he's afraid too mm-hmm. um or as we were talking last week it's not that he's lost empathy it's that his life literally was on pause i mean his watch is still broken to that yep. moment when his daughter died. Yep. Um, and now 
slowly he's becoming awakened as this new responsibility of this person um, he's managed to acquire. Um, and and we'll see where that goes. But but yeah, um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts about uh, the performances? Performances, you're right. I mean, they are, I guess this is where, like you've seen the cut scenes and all that, I guess this is where you can all you know the, the limitations of stop motion um mm-hmm. and and then you know regular acting you know like traditional acting the screen like we're seeing here with that adaptation really shows itself and um i mean and i've seen like the comparisons i mean i know there was one that showed the, the, those looks and everything but you're right i mean some of that you know, if Pedro and 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 Bella Ramsey, if they like, just did a simple imitation of Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, then we wouldn't be having this conversation about why this show works so well as far as an adaptation now, because it wouldn't be an adaptation; it would just be a recreation <laughs> of, of of the game, and and so all those moments and all those 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 points that uh when we see those looks and those look aways and the reactions and like joel walking away whenever after when they whenever at the end of the episode with when the building blows up and stuff and we don't know what it you know what the react what it what the meaning is is he like going back to boston right. the city or is he you know all those little things like that really is where where an adaptation of a of an IP really comes into play, and and I think that's one of the reasons why this show is is resonating so much and 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 growing. I mean, hell, it's like you know, grew twenty two percent over the uh, the initial audience uh, for the second week because of that. Because I think the right. word of mouth for both for both clearly it's 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 working for people who've played the game, and it's working for people like me who never did. Yeah, and and I was just going to say to go off of your point about how if if they were just doing imitations then the show like we wouldn't be having that this discussion. I I honestly don't agree with that because if if I didn't watch the cut scenes mm-hmm. um then I wouldn't know that they were doing an imitation. Right. So so I wouldn't know like oh this this doesn't feel right. I would just be like, oh, because they'd like, like those performances are great. And yeah. they like, so I, it's hard to say if it was, if it would be, if it was an imitation, would this show be working as well or um, have that surge in audience? Because yes, it's a very popular game, but you can't tell me that all of the viewers played the game i was talking to someone today and they had no idea it was based on the game <laughs> true yeah well i guess yeah well i guess my point is more like for people who have played the game absolutely and that's where what i was gonna say too is that for people who have that's why they're staying yeah. and praising it is because for them it doesn't feel as i have seen this nine thousand times give me something new like it's just like what I was saying before about them walking a fine line mm-hmm. with the character tropes, just being an adaptation of a game that has so much story to it, they're walking a very fine line between be um, recycling things versus bringing a new, like being cl- be, being familiar making it a familiar world and then with like a slight twist. Right. Um, because, yeah. and it's, and it's funny cause I think about when they, when they walk into the hotel and it's water and I, I instantly got this weird flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time I was like, but wait a second, if I recall correctly, Tess wasn't with them during this. So what happened? And and that was confirmed later on with some reactions that that the, the the way this episode plays out is not 
um, necessarily exactly according to how it plays out in the game. Right. Um, I knew Tess was going to die. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, that was when I, when I referenced uh, going too far down the rabbit hole last week. This is that was the one thing I got. I was like, oh, you, you, you had me so will you've had me worried and angry for a week because I was like, oh my god, if he went here, then I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> and he went way too far. But you're telling, okay, man. Okay, okay, we're good. So, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, I, um yeah, but yeah. yeah, and oh I'm so I'm so glad I had forgotten, but look at that guys, everyone keep in mind, Ellie can't swim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very important piece of information. Um, and not for the things that you think it is, but it's just it's it's comical how often that is brought up in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but but I like that um it is brought up and it is and it's not just because in the game she can't swim and so they have to do this mission to teach her us. No, it's brought up because they explain it like why the why would you assume she would? Yeah. She was born in this world. She was exactly. born in the QZ. <laughs> like yeah. what would she learn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get out the look. The local Y doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I have a confession. Will. Okay. I have a confession. And and this might. You might be like, yeah, I figured that would happen. Um. I will admit that during the quote-unquote scary parts of this episode, I was doing something. <laughs> I. Yeah. <laughs> Don't feel bad. I it was hard for me to make. I, I I've been kind of what I've been hearing like this evening. I was bringing trash can in, <laughs> and I heard something click in the yard. <laughs> I did. I like looked back. I was like, oh shit! Is there a clicker behind me? <laughs> and and I'm also like, it's not just a clicking thing. I'm just action sequences. Yeah. It's very hard. And and I and I'm just like, just kill Tess. <laughs> Yeah. It, so, uh, so, no, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad because I yeah. it got it it I it I had it was hard for me to, to get through that with the echo location and then seeing them and then you know and this is you know to again thinking about our discussions we've had about practical effects and prosthetics mm-hmm. versus CG mm-hmm. and that that just added to it. It's just like you know. Yeah, you know, the Demogorgon and the Stranger Things kind of gives me the willies too, but the the, the clickers, oh, they, the, the, I, like I said, I, 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 I will, I kid you not, I, I did a double take because I, I was that, that image of that, the first time we see one of those things popped in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's really well done. And, um, you know, I, I'm, it's sad we haven't mentioned this and we're already, um, talking about the clickers, but, um, Neil directed this episode mm-hmm. um, and I think it's his first time directing television at all. So. Yeah. Uh, he's for those who don't know, creator of the game directed all of that. Um, and that this is a plug for their after show podcast. If you're not listening to it, you should, especially yeah. because it was fascinating to hear him explain the differences between directing, mm-hmm. um, the the actors for the game versus directing the actors for the screen and what the differences are i never really thought about it before yeah um but especially especially the clicker scene because if i recall from the podcast they actually filmed it differently and then craig mezzan who uh is the other showrunner and coach said no we can't go with that and and fortunately neil neil did i think he had it with with he, he had it with what Blur and then unblur, if I recall, as far mm-hmm. as the and and then yeah, they talked about what worked better and when they were in the editing bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's um, it, it the podcast is really nice because um, it's it's pretty much a chance to hear um commentary on an entire episode um that you just watched just like you would if you were watching a director's commentary on a movie mm-hmm. um, and, and so i i find it i find it fascinating fascinating and to do a very good job about not 
exposing anything to come. Um, yeah. So, uh, because then I would shut that down real fast for Will. Be like, nope. Stay away. Stay away. Stay away. But, oh, but so. Speaking so, of the clickers and that, that sequence, that, you know, because one of the things I know that they did switch over from and they talked about this in the podcast and and um and i know other sources has as well is how they have changed the transmission of the fungus and 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 i like that change too because you know it added it added that element with especially when they were when tess joel and 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 Ellie were at the top of the at the top of the hotel overlooking the city, and he saw all the dormant um, infected yeah. uh, down below. It, it really gave the scale of the you know this infection, and you know, they, they thought going this route was this was a long way. They thought this was going to be the safe way to go, uh, but then it but then how they adapted that. You know, the fungus and the echolocation and also the mitochondrial lane, you know, a thought added to that element of, of how pervasive this, this thing is. And, and the, 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 the real risk that they were having to like traverse the city. And again, I didn't know, you know, for did not know that, it was airborne in the game versus as far as, and, and, and you know, I, I knew about the fighting transmitting it, but the airborne versus the uh, way they're doing it here, um, you know, really uh, added to the, to me, the, the fear element of like anywhere you step is like you're at risk. Right. Um, I will be honest. I didn't really remember too much about how it was transmitted yeah. in the game. So I didn't, um, I was more impressed by um, how much this episode, when they're going through the town, like it's eerily quiet, mm -hmm. except for every now and then you hear like a loud house clicker scream off in the distance. And, yeah. um, and I liked how as much as there were these long sequences of fear and tension with the clickers and the threat of of being killed um there were these moments of quietness and allowing these three characters to well the adults to really be like this is the world kid <laughs> this is the reality yeah. this is like and and for ellie to just because, and I can't emphasize this enough, she was born in this world. And you, and you really are starting to see that as she's she's walking through this and being like, well, where is everything? Like, I was told these stories and now I'm here and it's not adding up. Um, mm -hmm. While at the same time dealing with this reality that she, it does have an immunity, but as Tess quickly points out, you have an immunity not to become infected. You don't have an immunity of death. Yeah. <laughs> you can, they can still, still kill you, kid. Yep. Um and 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 I and I and I think that's very important to go back to my my first point about Ellie's innocence and mm -hmm. her her that making sure she remains an innocent in the eyes of those who are protecting her because she she that allows us to have empathy for her like like we don't want her to be some superhero who can't die no we for everything that's that's the road ahead we need stakes we need to feel attached to these characters and to their bonds and so um, when I was listening to reactions of the first episode, people were like, I really like Tess. And I'm like, oh, Lord help you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like her while you can. And and so um, I think we we are we should get to Tess now. Yeah. Um, I liked her more here than I did in the game. Mm. Um, I I. Again, everything that they explained in the podcast about her background, mm -hmm. um, 
I'm glad I didn't know that. And I kind of wish I still didn't because I found I I liked her more here because it was it was so nuanced the fact that at first she's like this kid is infected what the heck and yeah. then it re she realizes no she's telling the truth there's immunity and and like this evolution of of oh my god we have hope and then I'm infected now, but I want, I want there to be something left of it. Like, I don't, my, I'm dead, yeah. but for some reason I, I, I want to, I want Joel to make, make, like, make me redeemed, um, by getting this kid. And, and, um, I do like that line, and I did talk about this on the show about how there's this now new, more new um, line of um, save who you can save. Yeah. And 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 I like that. Um, yeah. Send off and um, and then yeah. and, and it clicking in Joel and just and just Joel's whole reaction to this, where at first he wants to kill Ellie, or he he just wants to leave her, like he. Yeah. Like, he's he's not seen he she is a means to an end but he she can't be the means to his end yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's still in survival mode so he's like we'll figure it out find a different way um and i think it's important for him not to have that hope even though there are so many moments where where in pedro's eyes you can just see like well, they're not going to kill the kid. Like, like he 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 balances of like, like I I'm gonna I want to make sure she's okay versus versus I still don't understand you. Like you're a weird kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a weird kid. Yeah, you're, you're a weird kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I was thinking about what you were saying about Tess, and and I'm conflict. I I, I could I could see both sides of i mean of knowing her background mm -hmm. no on the one hand um i'm glad as we were saying earlier this, this when we were, we were talking this evening i'm glad they did not have that scene of her background filmed and and, and for folks who haven't listened to the podcast uh i'll, I'll you know spoiler alert for like 20, 10 seconds basically um she her family was infected her husband she kills her husband but she could not bring herself to kill her son so she locks him up so in the spoiler um of that podcast but um so whenever she says that and save who you can save when i first watched it, the episode i didn't know that background so it, it landed a lot I will say it did land a lot better for me raw, not knowing what her, you know, what her story is because it, 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 that line in and of itself demonstrates she had, a, she was also, she also lost someone like Joel did. We didn't know the certain, you know, and more likely than not, it was probably due to the fungus, you know? And so knowing it now, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it 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 I guess it does it on one hand it does deepen it, but also it's like I'm glad but it also reinforces why I'm glad they didn't put it in there. Yeah. I I just let's let's just hope that that line gets brought up again because I have I have some reasons for liking it. Um and I don't want to get too in depth into why. Um but but to your point about the contrast between these two parents who have both lost their own kids to this in one form or another, um, I think I think it goes back to them like off the get go. They're not good people. Mm -hmm. They're not good people in this place, in this world. Um, and and they have. And they became not good people because of those choices they made on outbreak day. Mm -hmm. Now, and um, but I think for me, 
not knowing that about Tess, I think that just, I don't, I don't know. For some reason, it just really spoke to me. Like, I like not, I like how it serves more of a purpose for Joel. Mm-hmm. Then for let me explain more about this character who's going to die in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I don't need to be attached to her. I need to be attached to him. So mm-hmm. the line works for me because I know what it does with his story and mm-hmm. where he's going. And for the rest of the story, I know the purpose, yeah. but, but having, having it feed into hers, I'm like, I don't know because what I what I felt like her whole circle she does in this episode with Ellie and just this idea that this kid is a threat. No way she's our she's our hope. Yeah. Um. She's my hope now. Um. And she's it's a purpose. Um. I think I think it it, it was a very clear arc. Um. And yeah. I don't think it needed to get muddied up anymore. Which. And for a moment there, Will, I thought you were going to bring up the kiss. <laughs> oh, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> or like, well, thankfully, well, there was the, well, there one kiss and then, and then, would and then of course. Would you consider it a French kiss? Huh? Like, would you consider it a French kiss? I yeah, mean, was, technically yeah, there was, was no tongue. There was just. There was tentacle. Well, I guess, well, I guess it was its tongue to, tongue? yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will be honest, I didn't think anything of it <laughs> until <laughs> I started listening to reactions and hearing people's opinions. And at the end of the day, did I was I like, oh my God, that's that's so cool. No. no. <laughs> was I like, why did they do that? No. I, I honestly dismissed <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. I, yeah, I saw some of that reaction too. I, I haven't really, other than the other than the uh, official podcast, I haven't listened to any any other ones. Um, I have, um, but I have, but I have seen some things online and, and a couple think pieces uh, about. Uh, here goes HBO. You know, there, there was a couple think pieces about HBO. Here they go again. You know, bringing up the Game of Thrones and treatment of women and. You know, the, the violations and, and, and forcing, you know, the, the creature forcing itself on it. You know, what I want, when if I'll just, you know, go, thinking back and again, looking at my notes real time when I was watching the episode, uh, it to me, it, it was one of those things where it, I was really honestly what I was thinking was like, is she going? Since I didn't know what was going to happen, I I was really thinking, is she going to get this lighter lit or not? (laughs) I mean, that was where my mind went. Thank you, thank you. I had more problems with the lighter because it's such a cliche thing. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Final minute done. I'm like, why? See, Mm -hmm. I thought that was more cliche, and um. And and then when I was thinking about it more about why the kiss and the, this only got reaffirmed when I listened to the after show podcast is mm-hmm. because of what what they were trying to do in the first episode with the um, connection connective tissue of love in mm-hmm. this in this world gone wrong in the right. scenario where where love is killed and everything and it's very dangerous to have love and i think neil even said like the this this infection this fungus just wants to create more of itself yeah. um do i think it was the right choice no <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean- I really don't in terms of to to send that message i don't I don't, I still don't, I'm not convinced that it was a really smart choice, but it was a choice, you know? It was a choice, yeah, and they, yeah, I mean, and, I mean, did it further anything? No. It didn't. Uh, Yeah, I mean, and so, and so for, for the people who are critical about the, the, the things that people read into it, whether, you know, whether it was an assault or, uh, or was it just like gratuitous, you know, jump scare stuff that we see in horror films and whatnot um 
it, it didn't serve anything more. I mean, you know, she, she was going to get it and she was already starting to like, uh, I guess I know they also noted that if she ran, then it would have been a more violent um, reaction from the from the clickers uh, and the effect that, uh, you know, so they thought this would be a way to like, I guess. That's how they chose to shoot this shot, but yeah, I mean, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, yeah. I didn't think it added anything more. You know, I thought it was overhyping the drama a bit. They're milking it Definitely. with the with the uh, with the uh, like lighter flicking thing because at that point I was like, just light the damn thing already. I know it's what you know. I know it's, she's going to it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a way, there were a few <laughs> moments in this episode. Um, and that's why I'm not as high on it as I was last week, but where I'm just like, I know this chapter of the game. <laughs> it, it, it really, it really could have been a half hour episode. Yeah. But I <laughs> like, will say they stretched some stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I will say I did I do agree with their decision to switch it from being Fedra to to how things played out in this episode as far as the threat. And her and her demise. Uh, I, oh, I, I, yeah. I like. Honestly, I I said my gripes. The only gripes that I had with the episode, and it's very minimal. And and yes, I I do say state again and again of my familiarity. But there, when I say familiarity, I mean like it astonishes me of what I'm like when I have those flashback moments, and it um, never ceases to amaze me of how often I'm like. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of that. So, so I I didn't really remember that. I just knew she died and I mm-hmm. kind of knew the circumstances and I and some other stuff, but but yeah, I I I looking back on it, I'm like this this episode should be the shortest of the season because honestly, not much happens. Um yeah. And and it, and I guess and another thing I kept kept thinking about is um and this goes back earlier of when I was like I just want to get to Joel and Ellie like truly when I watch the show and why I love the story so much and why I really was impressed by the first episode is because of these characters. I like the character moments. If mm-hmm. if this episode had been them walking through that along that highway the entire time, I would have been like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Teach, teach Ellie how to swim. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like, like the, and, and you need action. You need that. Like there's a real threat here. So, um, I, I, I personally, I think they stretched a lot of sequences more than they should have. Um, and, and I'm not necessarily fixated on that first scene. Like there's some other ones where I'm like, okay, we could have cut like two minutes there and the lighter, uh, that again, to your point, that aggravated me more than the kiss. But yeah. you know, it's it's only chapter two, and from what I understand, we have some because I guess um, people who have seen the screeners, they got four episodes. Oh, some people got the whole season. Okay. Yeah. So I hear like like we we have n- I I guess I will just say I guess from what I understand, we have not seen the best episode yet. Yeah, I hear <laughs> I hear. Some some people I've listened to before when I was listening to reactions who did get the full thing said the third episode was yeah. was like Chef's Kiss. Uh, yes, yeah. and so. and from what I remember of the chapter, I can't. I I'm like okay, that that would make sense. Why it would be up there? Um, I'm definitely looking forward to some other chapters, but yeah. Um, yeah. We're we've only gonna we're only gonna started. We got seven more weeks of this yep. Last of Us journey. Um, so far, visually, performance wise, really impressed. Despite my gripes, like I'm yeah. doing nitpicks, people. Yeah, I love this show. I hate yeah. the scary things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. We kind of got to the bloaters and all this. The others and everything. Oh else. my god, <laughs> I love the bloaters. Yeah. I love 
splitters. Oh, yeah, but, that's not spoil anything. I saw them in the trailer, so I knew I do know that. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, but I agree with you. I, you know, I will say I agree that this this was needed. It, this episode was for me it was the right length. I think it said it did it did what it needed to do, which was to get them out of Boston and onto that to the next chapter in in their journey. Yeah. Yeah, get them out of Boston. Um, all right. Well, on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Find us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.scenenerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night. Geek out. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>